after experiencing, we've already talked about this, but after experiencing what we experienced Sunday night, that ought to be like, like after you, eat, you just got through eating the best grilled steak you ever tasted in your life and topped it off with a great big old bowl of homemade ice cream. <laughs> now that I got your attention, <laughs> hallelujah. Well, that's, that's kind of like what Sunday night was, and that Sunday night ought to make us crave to get a little higher. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm, I, 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 I'm kind of done with the level I've been on for a while. I'm ready to go to another level. Hallelujah. I'm ready to move up another level in the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about developing the image of Christ. Uh, and this right here is what we're working for. It's what we're working hard for. And um, well, let me just go ahead and I could, I could talk a lot, but let, let's just look in the lesson. And uh, you can see some questions, review on, on the back, and answer them as we go along. In our lesson tonight, as I said, we're, going, we're getting to the heart of everything we have said up to this point. The whole process of maturity leads us to one goal, one purpose, and one outcome. This whole process of maturity leads us to only one goal, one purpose, one outcome. Until we all, everybody say all. all. Until we all can look in a mirror and project Jesus Christ, we have not arrived to where Christ desires us to be. Until I can look at a mirror and stop seeing Sammy Pruitt and start seeing Christ, I still got a, I still got a ways to go in growing in the Lord and maturity. Now, we got an advantage that folks under the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the law, uh, didn't have. You see, in the Old Testament time, they was not allowed to see the actual glory of God. The glory, I mean, it was the Ark of the Covenant, the Holy of Holies was behind a veil. They was not allowed to see the glory of God. Only Moses saw that glory. He's the only one that ever saw that glory. And that glory was so majestic and powerful, it made his face to literally shine. Hallelujah. I mean, when he came down off of that mountain, he was lit up like a light bulb. Hallelujah. Amen. His face was glowing after spending all that time with the Lord. So, uh, so much so that when he came down from the mountain where he had been with God, he had to put a veil over his face. People couldn't stand to view Moses. Hallelujah. 
Amen. It's kind of like he he done been radiated. He had a glow coming all over him. Hallelujah. Can you imagine to be be so in the presence of God? Let me tell you, you we, we might think we've experienced some things down here. Lord of mercy. We ain't scratched the surface, church. Hallelujah. I mean, Moses' face literally glowed. He had been in the presence of the glory of God. Now today, that veil is gone. Uh, through the power of the Holy Ghost, every man and woman who desires to see his glory can do so. In other words, what I'm telling you, you don't have an excuse. If you want to view the glory of God, if you want to partake in the glory of God, you can do it. Yes. Nothing but you can stop that process. Hallelujah. Nothing but me can stop that process. Hallelujah. But listen, it's impossible to do so and not be changed. Glory. It's impossible to view the glory of God and not be changed by it. Amen. In fact, the purpose of gazing into his glory is so we can be transformed into the same image. Amen. That's the purpose. That we can be transformed in the same image, like the lady on the picture that you got there on your handout, looking in the mirror, she's not seeing her image, she's seeing the image of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory. Now, the Word of God is our mirror. Hallelujah. As we look into it, now, follow what I say right now. As we look into the Word of God, and we do so with honesty and sincerity, with honesty and sincerity, we look into the Word of God, we see ourselves as we really are. Amen. When I get into this book, I look into this book, this book, reflects and shows me who I am. Amen. And, it's a, and that is when the Holy Ghost will use the Word to uh, take us one step at a time until we develop into the true image of Christ. One step at a time. Little by little, we are changed to that same image. Look at 2 Corinthians there, chapter 3, verses 12 through 18. And that really gives us what I just got through saying. He says, therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look stead steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil 
remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken up uh, away in Christ. But even to this day when Moses is read, a veil lies on the heart. That's talking about the Jewish people. They still have a veil. That right To this point right now, as a nation, Israel can't see who Jesus really is because there's a still a veil there. Verse 16, nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's what? Liberty. But we all, verse 18, now this is the center, the focal point here. But we all with unveiled face, see the veil has been taken away from you since you became a child of God. You was born into Christ. We all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. One step at a time, we are being changed from glory to glory. That's what I meant a while ago when I said, I've had enough of this level I'm on right now. I'm ready to go to a different level. That's what that means, from glory to glory. You, you're, you're in one realm of glory right now. And as we said in this auditorium, everybody's not on the same page spiritually. Hallelujah. We all move individually from glory to glory. From one level to another level, we are being transformed and changed into the image of Christ as long as long as we follow the leading of the Holy Ghost and are honest about the Word of God. Hallelujah. It's impossible for you to make this part of your life and not be changed. Hallelujah. God desires you to change. He desires to you be a person of change. There's a lot I hear, even sadly in some of the, uh, uh, the lyrics of some of the uh, uh, supposedly Christian songs today. They like to talk about coming to the Lord as you are. Well, that is true. We come to him as we are. He loves us and and, uh, and his arms is outstretched, but he loves you so much, amen, as you come to him as you are, he loves you too much to let you stay as you is. Hallelujah. Amen. The purpose is spiritual growth. And we got to do so if we're going to go through What's happened? I've been, I've been, I've been hammering this the whole time I've been teaching. This is one reason why the Lord led me in to teach this 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 lesson because there are people, there are a lot of people in the church that's been in the church for twenty, thirty, or forty years and they've never grown. 
they're still on the same level spiritually. And I'm going to tell you what, if you're still on the same spiritual level right now, for those of you that's been in the church 20 years or more, if you're still on the same spiritual level as you was 20 years ago, you're just as much out of the will of God as a drunkard walking down the street with a filth in his hand. Now that's tight, but it's right. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus didn't save you, fill you with the Spirit for you to stay right where you was. He wants you to develop His image, His likeness. That's what the name Christian actually means, Christ-like. That's what He desires. Now look on the back page. Now you can tell by looking at this, this lady right here, she's not having a walk in the park. Hallelujah. Some of you, uh, some of you ladies uh, can uh, uh, understand what this, this, this lady right here is going through. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a travailing process. A travailing process. Now, as we grow in God and we go from glory to glory, it's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be an easy ride. Let's read a little bit and you'll find out what I'm talking about. When a mother gives birth to a child, there, are some, there is some pain involved in the process. Although modern medicine has made it easier than our grandparents' day, yet it's still a process that's not desired. Amen. It's a process not really desired because it's, matter of fact, did you know the Bible says, the Bible teaches us, and it's in the New Testament, not the Old Testament, talking about the pain of childbirth, that, uh, that a woman who goes through the pain of childbirth, because this is paraphrasing what it says, but what it, what it means is, because of the pain that the woman endures going through childbirth, her sins are forgiven during the process if she continues from that point on in the Lord. Did you know the Bible tells that? New Testament, not Old Testament. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a travailing process. Now, we said that to say this. Once we become a child of God, the Holy Ghost desires to birth something in us as well. Hallelujah. The seed of Christ was planted in you at the new birth. Something took place when you was born again that you may not have realized. But when you were born again, there, there was a seed planted in you. Hallelujah the seed of God. And as that seed grows, it will cause the flesh discomfort. Hallelujah. You can, you can, you can tell a, a woman as she, she's several, several months along in her pregnancies how she's walking around and her hand on the back and, uh, and, and, all, and all of that. As the seed of God 
grows in your life, now we're talking spiritually here now, there's going to be some discomfort in your flesh. And as you approach the fullness of the statue of Christ, your flesh will travail greatly. Hallelujah. There ain't a man, woman, boy, or girl nowhere who's ever made it to maturity in, in Christ without being having to be drugged most of the way. Most of the time we're, we're, we're kicking and, and, and scratching and carrying on because I'm going to tell you what, your flesh, the person you're looking at in the mirror, does not want what God wants for you. Amen. Hallelujah. If we wanted what God wanted for us, pews would be full tonight. Amen. We would find some way. Hallelujah, we would find some way. As the closer we get to this, the greater the travail will be. And those who God has placed in your life, now follow this, God has placed in our lives as midwives. How many knows what I'm talking about when I say a midwife in the natural? Well, God has put some midwives in your life as a child of God to help you birth what God wants to do in you. And when I say midwives spiritually, I'm talking about pastors, teachers, etc., all those things. Hallelujah. You may never looked uh, looked at the ministry like that, but that's what the ministry actually is. They're like midwives. They're helping the birth process along because nobody will ever go willingly. Hallelujah. We, we don't choose to go willingly. Now, Galatians chapter 4, verses 19 and 20. See what it says. Notice what Paul said, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again, until Christ is formed in you. You see, the midwives that God has put in our lives, pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostles and prophets, all of them, the, the five-fold ministry, they are, they are experiencing pain right along with you. Apostle Paul said, I labor in birth again until Christ is formed, not in me. He didn't say in him. He said in you. He said, I, he didn't say I'm laboring until Christ is formed in me. I'm laboring until Christ is formed in you. We don't realize what the midwives that God has placed in our lives, what their struggle is. But you know what? There's another scripture in the Bible that says in, as soon as the birth takes place and uh, the woman knows that a male child is born, all that sorrow turns to joy. Hallelujah. I, I, I'll give just one example. I'll give one example, and it's not the only example I could give for, but for the second time. From the time 
from the time word got to me and I heard about Brother Joe's life and what happened with him and his family. Although at that time I wasn't his pastor, I was just a, I was just a Christian brother. My heart began to travail for him. And I travailed in prayer and worked the midnight oil a lot of times. And you know what? On Monday nights, when they go out to that prison, and all these people are getting baptized in Jesus' name, behind the bars and being filled with the Holy Ghost, the travail has turned to joy. And now my prayer is, God, give him three times as many souls in his ministry as you've blessed me with in mine. Hallelujah. Amen. A travailing process. Paul said, my little children to whom I labor in birth again unto Christ is formed in you. He said, I would like to be present with you now and to change my tone. Now, if you go back and you read all of that in Galatians, you'll find that he was really getting on to him real hot, hot and heavy because he had found out some of them uh, was getting away from what they was birthed in. And he says, I'd like to be with you right now, and I'd also like to change my tone. He said, but, but, but neither, is neither is possible. He said, because right now, in other words, now some time for some, some correction because you've not quite yet made it to the image. You're letting the enemy enter in and deceive. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 13. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. What did he do it for? For the perfecting of the saints. What have you learned during this series of lessons at the word perfect means? I heard somebody say it. Maturity. Maturity. That's what he's talking about. God has put those in the ministry to act as midwives. So what that seed that God birthed, that seed God placed in you can, can be birthed. So when the man of God steps on your toes, don't get upset with him. Don't get mad and, and uh, uh, quit putting in your offerings and everything else because... Uh, it's, um, I can't, nah, I was going to tell a little, little story, but I can't remember what it all, what it, how it all was about two little boys uh, uh, kind of scuffling, fighting one time. This is an old one. goes back, I, I heard it back from the time I, I was a kid. Uh, and uh, one, one kid was all the time picking on the other kid, bullying him. Finally, this other kid had just about as much as what he could take. He was like Popeye, I'd take all I could stand, I can't stand no more. And so when, when the other kid started his bullying and stuff, 
he tied into him like a Texas tornado. And the other little boy, as he was laying on the ground, this one on top of him, is just, just going right at him and said, Oh, stop, stop, please stop, it hurts. And that one little boy, as he's pointing, he said, I knows it hurts, but it does you good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Some things that hurt does us good. Amen. Uh, it was a gospel songwriter. His song was placed in a lot of the older church hymnals. His name was Our Stan Stanfield, I think is his last name. Uh, I'm not sure. He maybe passed away but now. But uh, you can see his name under a lot of the songs and the older song books and the old church hymnals. And he was a Pentecostal minister. And God gave him certain songs to help him through the trouble and the experiences that he went through in life to lead him. And he talked about several things that happened, how he was hurt uh, by, by family and, and this one and that one and uh, brought a lot of pain in his life. But one day sitting at the piano, praying and contemplating everything he'd gone through, he penned some of the most beautiful words that goes like this. Washed my eyes with tears that I might see this broken heart I had was good for me. He tore it all apart and looked inside. He found it full of fear and foolish pride. What a message. What a message. God loves us, church. He loves us so much. Right, didn't I? Yeah, this is part of the message Sunday morning. About God doing the heart surgery on us. He loves us too much when he sees the condition that he knows is a detriment to our spiritual well-being. He'd rather let you go through the pain to get it corrected than to see you lost. Hallelujah. Amen. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, look at this, unto a perfect man, Unto a mature man or woman, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. In other words, until we yield to God and we finally become everything God wants us to be, until we can look in a mirror and only see the reflection of Christ, you just well as a plan on it, you're going to do some suffering. Because frankly, it's the only thing 
And that's one reason why the church is going to see some of the things that the church is going to have to go through because God, through His grace and mercy, all these years has sent revival upon revival and minister upon minister. We still haven't followed. The final scripture there, and I'm going to go ahead and read that. We're going to wind up. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. Look at this. Now, a while ago we read it about taking you from glory to glory. But look what it says here. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God dealt to everyone a measure of faith when you become a child of God. But just because we all got that same measure of faith don't mean we all, it's not on different levels now, because some of us exercise our faith more than others do, and exercise faith is what builds it. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, I'm thankful. We sung a song. I'm thankful. I'm thankful he's still working on me. When I, when I went to Hot Springs to conference this time, I didn't have a clue why I was going. I wasn't seeking nothing special. I, ha, I, I hold a position, and I, and I knew I had to go and be in that business meeting and, and give, give the missions report for the past year. Uh, for all the missionaries around the globe and give the reports and all that stuff, what's come in and taken out and all that stuff. But there was a night in Hot Springs that God finally did something for me that I've been needing. And he gives us what we need the most. And then, yet there's other things that <laughs> he's got to work on me about. But God did something at that altar that night that I was almost immediately tested when I got back home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And guess what? What is the day? Today's the 19th. Today is the 19th. And when I got back from Hot Springs, I found out that on August the 19th, the judge at the Chancery Court in Davidson County was putting our building and property up for auction. That's what hit me when I come back. But thank God that night I talked. See, 
Normally, normally that would have got me so upset. Darlene lives with me. She knows how to, how to let things get to me. But thank God at that altar, God did some surgery to me. Hallelujah. I went, went downtown and had a meeting with this one and that one and trying to get things work out and kind of like it was back when we was trying to get rebuilt over yonder. You know, door slammed my face. Well, I can't do that for you. You're going to go do something else. And I was building. Normally, I'd be standing outside just wringing my hands. But I called this darling on the phone. I told her what I've been, what happened, what what I went through, and told this guy. Told me down here there wasn't nothing he could do for me. But I says, the devil just wills to go on and leave me alone because this ain't the same dude that he used to hang worry on, fear on. I don't know if you remember or not, but I told you, I says, I'm blessed and highly favored. And no weapon formed against me. I'm, oh, man. What, what a relief when you can, you can live, get to the point and place and live your life that the devil can't hang fear and worry on you every time he wants to. He will torment you as long as he can, as long as you allow him to do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. But our life is a constant growing process from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Hallelujah. And he's still working on me. Hallelujah. If you believe that, give Jesus a hand clap tonight.